Hi there, this is Marcus Fernandez, your host for The Home Prescriber. This podcast is for all things homeopathy, for home prescribing, acute issues that you can deal with at home with some simple homeopathic remedies. We'll be covering everything from anxiety to cystitis to sprains, strains, bumps and bruises to hay fever. Well, I'm going to show you the top remedies that you can use for home prescribing. So check us out now and become a confident home prescriber. Homeopathy, especially in acute conditions, people think it takes a long time. It doesn't. It can be like that. It can be so, so quick once you get that right remedy. And because all you're doing, you're tapping into the natural healing wisdom of the body. You know, we've all got it, that healing wisdom. It's innate within us. And all the remedies are doing is stimulating that. We call it the vital force in homeopathy. In Chinese medicine, it's called qi. In Ayurveda, prana, it's the same thing. Isn't that amazing that we've already got it? It's within us. And all we've got to do is tap into it. Let's get into today's subject, which is chillblains. I'm going to teach you the top five homeopathic remedies. There's many remedies, but these are the top five that I think you should know about. Okay, so let's go. So what are chillblains? Well, chillblains are small, itchy patches that can appear anywhere on your skin after you've been exposed to the cold. So you've been outside, you've got cold. Often this is when it can develop. And they usually clear up by themselves, okay? Usually clear up by themselves. And it will appear like you've been out in the cold after a few hours, you've got warm, and often it will appear after that. And if you have chillblains, your skin can feel very, very itchy, and it can feel like it's burning as well, so it can itch, it can burn. And you mostly get them on your fingers or on your toes, but also you can get it on the face as well, which people don't realize, like your ears or your nose. You can get it, especially if you've been outside in the cold, and it's, if it's been very cold. So your fingers and your toes can become red. They can go purpley or bluey or swollen. And the redness as well, you can get a lot of redness on the particular area where it's being affected, which can be hard to see on brown or black skin. But you'll see the swelling there and they'll be painful and itchy. And chillblains, like I said, they normally go on their own. So, but sometimes they can last, you know, two or three weeks. OK, but they should then clear up by themselves. But what causes chillblains? Often when our body is exposed to the cold, the blood vessels narrow, so they constrict. And these constriction, these narrow blood vessels, expand once again when we get into a warm temperature. But in some people, this change from one temperature, cold, into suddenly warm, can damage the blood vessels, the little capillaries. And it can cause, it's almost like too much for the little capillaries when it suddenly gets warm, because all of a sudden they expand. And it can cause leakage in the blood, uh, a little bit of a rupture in the capillaries into nearby tissues. So this causes inflammation and all the symptoms that you get, you know, with chillblain. And susceptibility to a chillblain increases if it's more changed from cold to warm temperature too quickly. So if you come out of the cold and it's really freezing and you're trying to go into the fire and really get them warm quickly, this is when often you get problems. And sometimes in chillblains can run in families, you know, it can run in families. People have a predisposition towards chillblains as well. So when to get help. So, you know, if you've had them for a long time, normally if you've had them more than two or three weeks and they're not getting any better, then I'd seek some advice. If there's pus coming out of your skin, so it's got inflamed and now it's like there's pus, like an infection, that's the time to get checked out. If your temperature is very high or feel hot and shivery, you know, like you've got chill, then I'll get it checked out. And if you keep getting reoccurring chill blades, they keep coming back, okay? And especially if you've got diabetes, 
because this can cause foot problems because it affects the circulation and it can be more serious if you have diabetes. So it's worth getting checked out if that's the situation. So as I always say, check us out on our chehomeopathy.com. This is our website. We do lots of courses in homeopathy from the home prescriber course. And if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, please click on the subscription on our YouTube channel under the Center for Homeopathic Education. And if you become a subscriber, you'll get notified when new videos are put up. And especially you'll know what's going on within the community. I want to help you use homeopathy to the best that you can for yourself, for your family, for your community, forever. Because I just want to spread homeopathy around the world. That's the vision. So let's talk about some remedies. Homeopathic, the top five homeopathic remedies. First remedy, agaragus. Okay, this is a big, big remedy for chillblains, but you've got feet out in the snow, very, very cold. But also, as I mentioned before, you can get chillblains of the face, the nose, the ears, as well as the toes and feet and the fingers of the hands. And normally you'll get redness and swelling, burning and itching. And the feet and toes with this remedy agaricus, some of the keynotes, they can feel as if it's frozen. Okay, not just going out in the snow with bare feet, but actually inside, they have this sensation as though the feet feel frozen, the toes. Ice cold, like blocks of ice. So it's like really poor sort of circulation, the feeling there. They get cold and numbness as well of the feet and tingling. And the itching can change place to place. So they start itching one here, could even be the fingers, and then it moves over here to another part but often gets burning afterwards as if on fire. So when they do it, it really is burns afterwards as if it feels like it's on fire. And they have the strange sensations with agaricus. It feels like needles of ice or hot needles are being pierced wherever the chillblains are. Again, toes, feet, hands, even the ears, wherever they feel this like being pierced by ice cold needles or red hot needles okay hot needles and the thing as well they have a thing what's called formication which means like a fit sensation of creeping and crawling sensation in the parts affected like ants are crawling under the skin okay it's called formication or it's like a creeping and crawling sensation and it's worse for touch okay so the chillblains are worse for touch and they'll have an aversion to being touched it's like oh no no keep away keep away they really don't want to be touched also, they are worse for the cold, freezing air and also worse for heat. You know, they can also be worse for heat as well. And they can be better for slow walking. So they're better for movement, agaricus. It's almost like it gets the blood going, but it's good for slow moving, okay? And better when they're warm in bed. But this is a very, very, very chilly remedy, agaricus. And it's often as well, it can be with chillblains on a left-sided. So it's quite a left-sided remedy. Again, these are all these keynotes of the remedy that you're looking into. So again, 10 people can have chillblains and we'd all need a different remedy according to our individual characteristic symptoms. And this is a remedy for frostbite. This is a frostbite remedy. Obviously, that's something more, more severe, but agaricus in the books, you'll see it, a lot of clinical cases are on frostbite. So that's agaricus. Good, good, good remedy. Next remedy is petroleum. So this is for chillblains. And if you looked at the athlete's foot video we did, we talked about petroleum. Itching chillblains with chapped hands and feet and dryness. Okay, so the hands and the feet can get chapped, but there's dryness with this remedy petroleum. And the skin can look purpley and it stings, that stinging pains. It can be hot, red as well. And the feet will burn. So if it's chillblains on the feet, they will burn and they'll want to stick them out of the covers 
at night. Now this is like a remedy sulfur. Sulfur also has where they feel like they need to feel fit, put their feet out of the covers, but petroleum particularly in this situation with the chillblains. And the feet and the hands can be really cold, so they feel really, really cold, and then go really, really hot and itchy. So it can it can fluctuate from being really, really cold to being really feeling really red hot and feeling very itchy. And the tips of the fingers, this is what you have a keynote for petroleum, the tips of the fingers and between the toes can crack and bleed easily. Okay, they can crack and bleed easily, especially from itching. So they itch the itchum and, and it will bleed quite easily. But they do on the fingers on the tips, they crack and can split and can bleed easily, especially from itching. And what we call a strange, rare, peculiar symptom of petroleum is that after itching, the part can also go cold. So the itch, because normally you'd feel it would go warm and hot, but actually the part goes cold after itching, what they've been itching it. Sometimes as well can get a moist discharge from these cracks on the fingers or the toes, which is quite acrid. And the thing about this Remedy Petroleum, it is worse in the winter. Any of the symptoms are actually worse in the winter or from cold weather. So this is when people will get chillblains, obviously much more in the winter, which is quite common. But any symptoms, they'll get worse in the winter. Worse for warmth of the bed, it can cause itching, and worse for dampness, okay? So any damp weather. They're better for dry, warm air. So as soon as the weather changes, it becomes dry, becomes warm, it's not damp, gets a lot better. But again, the key notes with petroleum is these chapped hands and feet, dryness, the splits that can happen. But like I said, the feet and hands can be really, really cold and then go really, really hot. But again, the very, very characteristic symptom is that after the itching, the part can feel cold, okay? Next remedy, our friend Pulsatilla. So look at this little girl here. She's out in the snow enjoying herself. Now she's going into a pulsatilla state. So the hands and the feet, fingers and toes can be hot, red and inflamed. These are common symptoms for chillblains. I'll be now the cold. There's lots of itching, swelling and pain in the hands and the fingers. Okay, so they'll really be upset, crying. Coldness of the hands and feet and they can seem dead. And that's from numbness. It can feel like they're just cut off, just like they just can't feel them. And the thing, keynote with pulsatilla, they have an inclination to stretch. So they want to stretch. They can also be their hands as well, and the fingers they want to stretch, but also their feet and their toes. They have an inclination. They want to stretch them, move them and stretch them. The symptoms, especially itching the skin, get worse on becoming heated. Remember, if you've watched my videos before, we talk about pulsatilla. They are worse for being heated. Heat of a warm room, heated themselves. You do not want to be heated. And the skin can be look blue or red in color around the chillblains. As we said, worse becoming heated. This is chillblains often when people have got their feet wet. Okay, so they get the feet become wet. Now this could be out in the snow like this little child here or in water where they've got the feet wet. This is a big cause to get into a pulsatilla state. And worse being chilled in that way, especially cold feet, cold wet. You know, when kids go out in the snow and then they full of snow and the socks get wet and the feet get freezing cold. And they're okay when they're having fun, but then all of a sudden, the coldness suddenly starts to hit and they become really, really cold and really upset because they want to be warm. And it's painful. It can be very painful in that cold. So worse for scratching, scratching the chillblains, worse in bed, worse evening. So this is when they can really flare up with the chillblains. Worse in the evening around twilight, which again is a keynote for pulsatilla. Their symptoms can be worse at twilight as they're going to the evening. Again, it will get you into this remedy.
Better for rubbing. Paul still likes things to be rubbed. They like that touch. Better for pressure and better cold application. So they may feel better with cold application rather than any warmth. This can help with the itching of the skin and it can just help generally for the chillblains. Better open air. And that's more. That's not their feet particularly. That's the state they feel better in open air themselves. Again, better for walking slowly, moving. But remember, often with pulse tiller, some of the keynotes is they're very chilly, very they're thirstless, and they can often be quite weepy and upset. Okay, quite forlorn. Okay, they can be quite forlorn. They're like, oh, I'm a golden. It's just like want to look after them. That's the feeling they give you. So if they're thirsty normally, they become thirstless. That's a keynote. And one of the things you can add on to is the keynote for the remedy. Okay, so great remedy. Next remedy, rust tox. So here, the skin it can be dark red with inflammation and it can look very smooth, shiny, swollen. Okay, the shyness is because of the swelling and it can feel hot. And again, rust tox has a crawling sensation in the fingertips and tingling in the toes. So you can have this crawling sensation in the fingertips and tingling in the toes. But the thing about rust tox is that it has intense itching okay now that's why it's in bold on the slides it is intense like really rich with terrible burning after scratching okay again different remember the other remedy was better for when it was after the itching it felt cold this is burning after itching and with rust tox symptoms can be on the left side and go to the left to right and the skin of these chillblains on the feet, toes, wherever it is, is aggravated by cold, fresh air. It makes, they complain, it makes the skin painful if it's exposed to this cold, fresh air. Again, worse from getting wet, a bit like pulsatilla, worse when heated, worse for cold, worse for being chilled, and I said worse for cold, fresh air of the skin particularly. They complain, it's so painful, it makes the skin so painful. Better for heat, better for hot bathing. This Rustox is so much better for heat. So much, if you see that they have to put it under hot water, it stops the itching or, you know, even the burning will be better for warm water. This is what's strange. You think it'd be better for cold? No, Rustox is better for heat, better for hot bathing. So they'll want to put, say, this on the toes. They want to soak their feet in warm water or warm bath. Big keynote for it. Other keynote with Rust Tox, as we've talked about before in other videos, it is restless. It's very much a restless remedy. Can't get comfortable at any position. They've got to move around. So there's a desire to move about. But when they first start moving, it's not so good. But once they start moving around, it's like everything eases up and they're much more better. So worse first movement, better continued movement. Again, big keynote for Rust Tox. So as you see, as we're going through these remedies, you can see these different differences between these remedies. Even though it's the same condition, you'll find that there's these differences that you're trying to look out for. Because you're like a detective. You're trying to find these different differences in the remedies and the, from the information that the person is telling you. And then NITAC. So NITAC is chill ones of the toes with cracks and fissures, which is a bit like petroleum, but this is worse. So this can be between the toes, the dry skin, and it's like the skin is eroded and it bleeds easily. Often with NITAC, there can also be profuse offensive foot sweat, which is coarse soreness of the toes. So you may get this alongside the chillblains as well. And there's redness and heat 
in the feet and the hands, okay? As though they're being frozen. So you know when you get really, really cold and you're outside and you go really red and it almost like feels like a hot sensation? Well, it's like that. It's always though they're being frozen. Again, a strange, rare and peculiar symptom is that they get icy coldness of their soles. The soles of the feet feel like icy coldness on the soles of the feet. When they walk, they can feel like they're walking on pins. Very sensitive. In fact, I cannot emphasize enough how sensitive Nitac chillblains are. The more sensitive to the are, like this is highly sensitive and very painful, the more it's Nitac, the remedy. Because they, what they complain about is splinter-like pains. That's the sensation they have. It's like splinter-like pains. Very sensitive to touch. It's like you can't, can't go anywhere near him. It's like they'll just really react. So, so painful. Don't go near him. Don't go near him. Uh, because they're very irritable as well. They're very bad-tempered in attack. Very bad-tempered, irritable, quite pessimistic. But you can understand why they're in pain. You know, they're in pain. They have a right to be bad-tempered, irritable, because these are very painful. Their chillblains. Always chilly in attack. Extremely chilly and very sensitive to the slight change in temperature. Okay. So I would say this is more like chronic chillblains. They've gone on for quite a while or they keep getting them reoccurring. Worst cold weather, worst slightest touch. The slightest touch. Oh, it's like they're in pain. In pain. Oh, oh, like that. Or jarring. If you just jar them by accident or just touch the foot by accident or the hand, it's like they really, really feel it. And they'll be very, oh, but watch yourself. You know, they, they really are going to be bad-tempered and nervous with it because they're in pain. Better warm application with Nitac. Much better for any sort of warmth. But again, cracks, fissures, a bit like petroleum, but this is worse. Often they will have these horrible foot sweats, profuse, offensive foot sweats as well, which can erode the skin and cause the cracks and things. But these splinter-like pains from the chillblains, very painful, very sensitive to touch. And then calendula, our dear friend calendula, always pops up somewhere. So this is good to use in a tincture, especially if warm rather than, than cool, diluted in warm water, promotes healing. So you can bathe, you can do a little foot bath, you can bathe it with a solution, reduces inflammation, stops and clears if there's any infection as well, especially if there's cracks and things there. As I always say, calendula should be everybody's first aid box. It's so great. So you can get it in herbal tincture, and you put 10 or 15 drops in a small glass of cool boiled water for bathing, cleaning. And if it stings a bit, dilute it even more. Okay, you can dilute it more. Or you can use calendula cream. And this could be good because you can apply it and massage the feet or the hands twice a daily with the calendula cream, which you can get from any health food store or homeopathic pharmacy. And it's really good because it helps with good blood circulation because you're going to be moving. In fact, massage anyway will be really good because it improves the circulation. Exercise will be good because it improves the circulation. So any way you can do that, please try it if you can. So good old calendula, it's always there. It's always a great, great thing to have alongside taking the remedies, okay? So again, homeopathic prescribing, how to prescribe. Well, again, I was talking about use a 6C, 30C, because often that's in, you know, people can get it from most health food stores. It's in these homeopathic remedy kits. Take one dose twice daily for three or four doses, all until the symptoms improve. If they start improving, you can stop it. Because as I say, the remedy is like a key to a lock. It's like you're turning the ignition of a car. Once the car starts going, then it's fine. You don't need to keep turning the ignition. Same with the remedies. Once the body starts the healing process, it's off. It needs it. 
You may need to repeat it. If it sort of goes down, you may need to repeat it again. But again, this is how we learn homeopathy is by giving it. So you can start off by giving one dose twice daily for three or four doses or until the symptoms improve. And as I always say, and I've said it throughout this video, you're looking for the keynotes of the remedy or the three-legged stool, three major keynotes in order to prescribe the remedy. But if symptoms do persist, seek help from a qualified practitioner, especially if it keeps reoccurring or it doesn't seem to shift because you may need to get some treatment, somebody who's more qualified and experienced to be able to help you. And back to our slide of please subscribe to the YouTube channel or check us out on chehomeopathy.com. Thank you. Hi, Marcus here. Just want to say a big thank you for listening to the podcast. And I hope you feel more confident about prescribing homeopathic remedies in acute situations. Now, you can also access, if you click on the link below, my free book as an ebook called The Home Prescriber. And here you'll find a lot more information about all different acute conditions that you can treat within the home with homeopathy. Also, I'm going to give you access to our free home prescriber course with one of our lecturers, Hilary Dorian. This is an amazing course where Hilary will deep dive into the principles and philosophy of homeopathy and looking at remedies, as well as looking at potency and how to prescribe. So click on the link below for cchihomeopathy.com to get access to your free home prescriber course. Again, thank you for listening and we'll look forward to seeing you very soon on our next podcast.